This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, January 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. Sweetheart Farm Bill. GOP shift on SNAP reform. Farm worker reforms and budget drama. And USTR's rocky relations. Conaway looks to Farm Bill markup. Ready for a Valentine's Day Farm Bill? February 14th is a date that's being eyed for debating a new farm bill in the House Agriculture Committee. That, according to Representative Colin Peterson, the panel's top Democrat, House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway told AgriPulse the schedule is still fuzzy, but he didn't deny that February 14th is under consideration. Conaway still getting cost estimates on draft provisions of the bill. Here's why it matters. Passing a farm bill this year is a huge challenge with the midterm elections looming this fall. Cottaway has a narrow window of opportunity in February and in March if he wants to move a bill before the two-week Easter recess that starts in late March. SNAP categorical eligibility eyed for savings. Conaway confirmed to AgriPulse that he is looking at tightening what is known as categorical eligibility in the food stamp program. If that idea sounds familiar, well, it's because Republicans tried the same thing in the last farm bill. But Conaway has something very different in mind this time. He aims to keep the money saved from changing eligibility rules within the nutrition title, which would appeal to Democrats. He said, if I plowed that savings back into the system, I may be able to show that the policy is better and the policy wasn't driven to try to harvest money for somewhere else. Last time around, Republicans tried to use the savings for a deficit reduction. Conaway declined to specify what improvements to the program the money could fund. Categorical eligibility essentially allows low-income people in participating states to automatically qualify for the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program. Income limits for eligibility vary by state. In some states, people can qualify for SNAP if their income is as much as 20% of the poverty line. Keep in mind, Peterson argues that categorical eligibility has gotten out of hand, but he hasn't signed off on what Conaway has proposed. Peterson, in fact, expressed frustration yesterday that he hadn't seen any proposed bill language. Whatever we do, there has to be a solid reason for doing it, Peterson said. Well, you can read it now. Yesterday, we told you about the fresh new research that suggests large farms are significantly less risky when it comes to crop insurance. Well, Mississippi State University economists have now released that seven-page working paper outlining their findings. You can see a copy of that in the text version of today's newsletter. Government shutdown very unlikely. Drama's building on Capitol Hill as Congress faces a deadline tomorrow to avoid a government shutdown. The House will vote on yet another stopgap funding bill today to keep the government funded until February 16th. House conservatives are demanding commitments on spending and immigration. But the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, Mark Meadows, a Republican of North Carolina, acknowledged yesterday that a new continuing resolution would pass in spite of broad resistance from Democrats and some of the House Freedom Caucus members. The government shutdown, he said, quote, is very unlikely because no one wants it. 
Conservatives demand broad immigration reform. Members of the Freedom Caucus have been trying to get GOP leaders to commit to moving a sweeping immigration bill that House Judiciary Chairman Bob Goodlatte introduced last week. The bill includes Goodlatte's proposal to create a new agriculture guest worker program called H2C. The bill also would require all employers to start using the E-Verify system to check the legal status of workers. Meadows said, if we pass the Goodlett bill out of the House and the president supported it and stayed strong, pressure would build to either pass that in the Senate or slightly modify it. Also keep in mind, even if the bill could pass the House, it would likely face heavy Democratic opposition in the Senate. The H2C provisions alone are non-starters with Democrats there. Lawmakers shower dole with praise at medal ceremony. I want to thank all those who've said such kind words about me. They're probably not true, but they were nice. That's former Senate Majority Leader Bob Dole with his trademark dry humor. At yesterday's ceremony in the Capitol Rotunda, where he was awarded the Congressional Gold Medal, the highest civilian honor Congress can bestow. Speaker after speaker praised Dole's bipartisan efforts on veterans' issues, disability rights, and international food aid. House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi, a California Democrat, praised one of Dole's chief accomplishments that the McGovern Dole Food for Education program as, quote, synonymous with America's compassion and leadership in the world. Spotted at the event, ceremony attendees included CIA Director Mike Pompeo, former Senate Agriculture Chairman, Tom Harkin and Dick Luger, and former Senator John Warner and former Senate Majority Leader Trent Lott. More USTR delays possible as Lighthizer angers Senator. The White House is having new problems getting its team of trade negotiators in place. Greg Dowd's nomination to be the chief agriculture negotiator has been on hold for weeks in the Senate. Senator Jeff Flake, an Arizona Republican, is blocking that nomination. And now South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is furious over being ignored by U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer. So Scott announced at a Senate Finance Committee hearing yesterday that he was putting a hold on two new USTR nominees until Lighthizer is responsive to him. Well, just 20 minutes after Scott's comments, Lighthizer showed up in person at the senator's office on Capitol Hill. But a spokesman for the senator says that, for now, Scott still plans to block the nominees from moving forward. The two nominees are Dennis Shea, picked to be a deputy USTR in Geneva, representing the U.S. at the WTO, and C.J. Mahoney, nominated to be the deputy USTR responsible for trade in Africa, China, and the Western Hemisphere. Scott was unusually blunt with the nominees. I've made one call to Mr. Lighthizer to talk about a trade-specific issue in South Carolina. I was met with crickets. So, while you are both, I think, very qualified, I'll be putting a hold on your nominations until I find more responsiveness from Mr. Lighthizer. The reality of it is, I don't ask for much. You cannot call me back, but you cannot disrespect the companies and the trading partner that is South Carolina. Here's today's He Said It. Bob earned his place at the Chronicle of American Legends by the time he was 21, and in the decade since, he has never stopped earning his place in the pages of American history. 
that President Donald Trump on Bob Dole, the war hero turned Senate leader and presidential nominee. That's Daybreak for this Thursday, January 18th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.